بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انا ابي عبد الرحمن عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله عنه قال حدثنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو الصادق المصدوق ان احدكم يجمع خلقه في بطن امه اربع يجمع خلقه في بطن امه 40 يوما نطفه ثم يكون علقه مثل ذلك ثم يكون مضغه مثل ذلك ثم يرسل اليه الملك فينفخ فيه الروح ويؤمر باربع كلمات بكتب رزقه واجله وعمله وشقي او سعيد فوالله الذي لا اله غيره ان احدكم لا يعمل بعمل بعمل اهل الجنه حتى ما يكون بينه وبينها الا ذراع فيصدق اليه الكتاب فيعمل بعمل اهل النار فيدخلها وان احدكم لا يعمل لا يعمل بعمل اهل النار حتى ما يكون بينه وبينها الا ذراع فيصدق عليه الكتاب فيعمل بعمل اهل الجنه فيدخلها رواه البخاري ومسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه وبعد This hadith is the fourth hadith in the Arba'in al-Nawawiyya, the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi. The hadith is reported by Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu. His name is Abdullah and his kunya is Abu Abdurrahman. Qala, he said, حدثنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم informed us وهو الصادق المصدوق and the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم is one who speaks the truth and one who must be believed because the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم does not speak of his own desire The Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam only speaks things which Allah has taught him. So who was sadiqu he is the one who speaks the truth. Al-masduqu the one who must be believed. He said sallallahu alaihi wasallam inna ahadakum yujma'u khalquhu fi batni ummihi 40 yawman nutfa. The creation of one of you is put together in the womb of his mother in 40 days as a drop of semen. The beginning of the creation of mankind is that in 40 days a drop of semen remains in the womb of the mother. Thumma yakunu Then it becomes a clot of blood for the same number of days. So from the time of fertilization 
it remains a drop of nutufa for 40 days. Then after 40 days, it becomes a clot of blood, just blood. ثم يكون مضغتاً مثل ذلك. And then it becomes a lump of flesh or a piece of flesh, a piece of meat after another 40 days. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has alluded to this fact in the Quran where Allah speaks about the stages of the creation of mankind. He says subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ سُلَالَةٍ مِنْ طِينَ We created mankind from a portion of clay. That's the origin of our creation. ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُطُفَةً فِي قَرَارٍ مَكِينَ Then we made him a drop of semen in a safe depository. Meaning in the womb. ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا النُّطُفَةَ عَلَقَ Then we turned the semen into a drop of blood. ثُمَّ خَلَقْنَا الْعَلَقَةَ مُضْغَ And then we turned this drop of blood into a piece of flesh. ثُمَّ خَلَقْنَا الْمُضْغَةَ عِظَامًا and then we transformed this piece of flesh into bones. فَكَسَوْنَا الْعِظَامَ لَحْمًا And then we clothed these bones with flesh. فَكَسَوْنَا الْعِظَامَ لَحْمًا ثُمَّ أَنْشَأْنَاهُ خَلْقًا آخَرٍ Then we made him into another creation. فَتَبَارَكَ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنُ الْخَالِقِينَ Glorified be Allah, the best of creators. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in Surah Al-Hajj, Ya ayyuhan nas, O people, In kuntum fi raybim min al-ba'ath, If you doubt that we shall resurrect you on the day of judgment, Then remember, فَإِنَّا خَلَقَنَاكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابِ We created you from dust, from the earth. ثُمَّ مِنْ نُطُفَهُ then from a drop of semen. ثُمَّ مِنْ عَلَقَهُ Then from a drop of blood. ثُمَّ مِنْ مُضْغَهُ Then from a piece of flesh. A small piece of meat which looks like it has been chewed. مُخَلَّقَةٍ Partly formed. وَغَيْرِ مُخَلَّقَةٍ And partly not formed. When you look at that piece of flesh, the piece of meat... You know, a person firstly is a drop of semen, then the semen becomes a clot of blood. When the clot of blood changes into a piece of flesh, the piece of flesh is something indistinct. When you look at it, as if you see the formation of some, some arms and some legs, some limbs, but really it's not properly formed. It's a useless piece of meat. ثُمَّ مِنْ عَلَقَةٍ ثُمَّ مِنْ مُضْغَةٍ مُخَلَّقَةٍ وَغَيْرِ مُخَلَّقَةٍ لِنُبَيِّنَ لَكُمْ So that we can show you clearly how we create and our ability. You should not doubt that we are going to resurrect you. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has confirmed in the Quran the words of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and truly 
when you consider the creation of mankind and the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has explained it in the Quran and the way the Messenger sallallahu has explained it in the Hadith in contemplation you should think why should we even be proud? Why is a person supposed to be proud? To start with a person had to pass through two places of urine to start with before his creation. The Nutfa had to pass through the place of urine of the father. Mahalul Bowl, the place where urine is, is found. And then at the time of birth, he passes through the same passage of, of urine. That is his beginning. And his end is a rotten body in the ground covered in maggots, being eaten by insects. And his whole life, he carries dirt in his stomach. So what's there to be proud about? Through a passage of urine twice, and then your whole life with dirt inside of you, and your end is rotting and being eaten by maggots. Allah shows you you nothing, absolutely nothing. So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, إِنَّ أَحَدَكُمْ يُجْمَعُ خَلْقُهُ فِي بَطْنِ أُمِّهِ أَرْبَعِينَ يَوْمَ نُطْفَةً For 40 days, he is a drop of semen. Then after 40 days, he becomes a clot of blood. Then after another 40 days, he becomes a piece of flesh. How many forties? That's how many days? That's how many months? Four months. That is four months. 120 days is four months. So after four months, after these 40 days, 40 days, 40 days, ثُمَّ يُرْسَلُوا the angel is then sent to him. And this angel is commanded four things that he is supposed to uh, write for this human being. First, he blows life into him. He blows life into him, then he writes four things for him. What is the first thing that he writes for him? Rizquhu. His risk. Every single thing he's going to, to have in the world. Every single risk. How many kilograms of food? Very precise, up to grams, before he departs the world. How many liters of water? before he departs the world. All his risk. Then after that, the angel is going to write his lifespan. How long is he going to live in the world? If 20 years, 20 years. 40 is 40. 100 is 100. Then after that, he writes his amal, his work. 
What kind of work is he going to do? What kind of work is he going to perform? Then after that, Shaqiyun, is he going to be miserable? Or Sa'id, or is he going to be happy? The ultimate misery, may Allah protect us, is going to hell. That's the ultimate misery. Or Sa'id, or happiness, and the ultimate happiness is going to Jannah. The angel writes that for him. I want you to realize that there are about four stages of writing. The first stage is what was done 50,000 years before your creation. This is the Kitabah al-Ula, the first writing. The second writing is this writing. And the Dalil is in the Hadith. This same Hadith of Rasulullah The third writing is the writing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does every year on Laylatul Qadr. Fiha yufraqu kullu amrin hakim. On Laylatul Qadr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes for people their aqdar. The fourth type of writing happens every day, each morning when you wake up. Every day he's at it, subhanahu wa ta'ala, writing for people. So there is a chance. With great ibadah and dua and raja, which is hope in Allah, Allah might just write a better qadr for you on Laylatul Qadr. With hope and raja, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might just write something better for you each morning when you wake up. But a person has to have raja, hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and do his level best. I told you last time, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I'malu, perform the works. فَكُلٌ مُيَسَّرٌ لِمَا خُلِقَ لَهُ for everyone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make easy what he created him for. So then, a human being is not a human being before the 120 days. He is considered dead, not alive. A person has two deaths and two lives. You are dead in your mother's womb before the angel blows life into you. You're dead. And then after that you become alive when the angel blows life into you. And then after that you will die. We will die. Some may die still in the womb before they are born. But they lived. Life was blown into them. At the stage of four months. Maybe they lived an extra month or two and died before they were born. Some may live and then die at birth. And some may die a couple of hours after birth. 
some a couple of days after birth or years. Allah says, كَيْفَ تَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ How can you make kufr, disbelief in Allah? وَكُنْتُمْ أَمْوَاتًا When you were dead. Before the four months in the womb, كُنْتُمْ أَمْوَاتًا You were dead. فَأَحْيَاكُمْ Then he gave you life. ثُمَّ يُمِيتُكُمْ Then he is going to cause you to die. ثُمَّ يُحْيِيكُمْ And then he is going to give you life again. ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ Then to him you will return. And Allah says in the Quran on the lips of the non-believers, قَالُوا رَبَّنَا أَمَتَّ نَثْنَتَيْنِ وَأَحْيَيْتَ نَثْنَتَيْنِ Our Lord, you caused us to die twice and to live twice. So that was the first mote, the first death. And the second death is going to come. So before the 120 days, a person is not considered a human being. If a mother were to miscarry, and I need your attention here, because this is a mas'ala of fiqh. If a mother were to miscarry before four months, we don't say she has delivered. She miscarried, and all the rules of sharia that apply to a lady who delivered do not apply to her. Firstly, it's just a clot of blood or maybe a piece of flesh without life. It's not washed and Salatul Janazah is not prayed for it. Because there was no life in the first place. And if the lady was in Idda, meaning maybe the husband died, and she was in Idda waiting for four months and ten days. If she were to deliver, she's supposed to come out of Idda. But if this happens before four months, then she does not come out of Idda because she didn't deliver, she miscarried. And then, we don't say she is in the state of Nifas. If this happens before the elapsing of 120 days, she does not go in the state of Nifas. Because this is simply a sakta of the haml, of the pregnancy. But a mother that miscarries after four months, maybe five months or six months, and the baby comes out dead, this baby will be treated like a human being. It should be washed. And Salatul Janazah should be prayed for it. Because life was given to it and then it died. And if the mother was in Idda, then she has to come out of Idda. Because she delivered, but she delivered a baby that's dead. And we consider her in the state of Nifas. Is that clear? So a person becomes a human being after these four months. When the angel blows the ruh into the baby then it becomes a human being. At this point, I want to go back to the ishkal or the mas'ala 
of ilmul ghaib knowing the unseen this hadith says then allah sends the angel to blow ruh or the spirit into the baby and to write for the baby what the baby is going to be but then we said allah is the only one who knows what's in the wombs of the mothers only allah knows whether the baby is going to be poor or rich only allah knows whether the baby is male or female only allah knows whether the baby is going to be a good person or a bad person but i put it to you that the angel knows because he cannot write something that he does not know allah sends him to write the risk of the child at 4 months and the life of the child at 4 months and shaqiyun aw sa'idun at 4 months then it's not only allah who knows them then someone else has known how do you respond to that masala allah is supposed to be the only one who knows not so but the angel is the one who wrote so the angel also knows sorry you think he would write something he doesn't know obviously allah tells him write for him write for him 60 years so it means the angel knows your ajal he knows your lifespan and allah says write for him poor man so the angel knows you came to be a poor man because he was instructed to write that in the first place so we would say then this ilmul ghaib it's not only allah who knows it then the angel has also known the ilmul ghaib how do you answer how do you respond to that masala naam sibur none yeah but at this point uh, we assume there are no changes the the angel knows fully allah knows then the angel naam um this masala when you look at the whole thing after 40 days did the angel know he didn't know right but allah knew at 80 days did the angel know he didn't know but allah knew before the 120 days only allah knew then at 120 days allah shares that knowledge with an angel and after that especially concerning the sex and so on it's no longer a secret it's there for everyone to see for example allah has now created the child and and put the organs on the child the male organs and the female organs and then someone uses the x-ray to see them is that knowledge of the unseen no it's now open he's now created it it's there for you to see But if we ask a doctor at 40 days or 80 days tell us if you don't tell us you're a fake doctor tell us whether this is a male or a female can he 
wait, wait until Allah has, has put the things in place so that we can peep and, and see. Do, do you call that knowledge of the unseen? If we sit it here, a person outside does, does not see what we are doing, right? If he is outside and he tells us what we are doing, then we would say he really knows the unseen. But if he comes and peeps, then he tells people what we are doing and he claims he has knowledge of the unseen. Does that make sense? So a doctor simply has to peep. Using what? X-ray. Using an X-ray to see what's in the womb of the, of the mother. So that's not knowledge of the unseen. So ilmul ghaib, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had this knowledge prior to the creation of this human being. And then at this stage, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this knowledge to the malak. But before that, the angel would not know. So it still means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still is alamul ghayub, the one who knows the, the unseen. The angel is sent to him and the angel writes for him what he is going to be, his ajal and everything. Then the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam swears, he says, I swear by Allah, apart from him there is no other God. And this, this hadith, to tell you the truth, is to me uh, a scary hadith. This hadith to me is a scary hadith. At one point, I contemplated uh, asking someone else to do the sharh of this, of this hadith because uh, really I, I find it difficult to compose myself to, to explain this part of the, of the hadith. Inna ahadakum, one of you, la ya'malu bi'amali ahlil jannah. Is going to perform the works of the people of paradise. Until the only thing that's remaining between him and paradise is the distance of a hand's length or an arm's length. Then what is written overtakes him. Then he begins to perform the works of the people of the fire. And he enters the fire. You should be scared. Because being in the masjid and praying five times a day and doing what we do does not guarantee us Jannah. We could be here today we pray five times a day, we don't miss our salawat, we do everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to do. But, before the end of our lives, this could change. People who are not here today, people who don't pray, people we laugh at, could finish their lives in the obedience of Allah and enter paradise while we could finish poorly and go to the fire. Don't take anything for granted.
ask Allah to protect us and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sincerity. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that our work should continue until we die because it's the end that's important, not the beginning. People can be divided into four groups. People with a good ending, rather with a good beginning and a good ending. They are born Muslims, they live as Muslims and die as Muslims. The second group are people who are born Muslims and they stop being Muslims and die as non-Muslims. The third group are people who are born non-Muslims and Allah gives them Hidayah and they become Muslims and die as Muslims. The fourth group people who are born not Muslims and live as non-Muslims and die as non-Muslims. However, I want you to have hope because the Messenger sallallahu in a different hadith just like this hadith but a different riwayah added something else which should give you hope. He said sallallahu alayhi wa إِنَّ أَحَدَكُمْ لَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ فِيمَا يَبْدُو He performs the works of the people of paradise according to what people see. And then after that, what is written overtakes him and he becomes among the people of the fire. What this hadith means is that if you are sincere in worshipping Allah, Allah will not embarrass you by causing you to die in the state of kufr. If you have ikhlas, sincerity in your work, Allah is not going to embarrass you by causing you to be a kafir when you die. But if you work and you do it without sincerity and do it for the people, Allah could easily embarrass you by giving you kufr at the time of death. Nas'alullah al-afiyah. Then, you should also remember the hadith that we read one time in the khutbah concerning shaitan when a person is about to die. I think after the adhan, inshallah. 